Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Digital Nomad Skills and How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, Rahim Hamada. And today I have a good friend of mine, Robbie, who is a photographer that I met uh, a couple of months ago. And he lives with me on the same island. And um, so, and basically, uh, he is, he has been a digital nomad for a few uh, a year or more than a year now. Yeah, for, for three years now already. For three years now already. Okay, so Robbie, thank you very much for joining our show and taking the time to to uh, you. give us some of your insights and advices. Uh, thank you. Pleasure. So before we start, uh, Robbie, I would like to tell I would like you to tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do. Just give us a little bit of a brief about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a filmmaker and photographer, and I've been working as a filmmaker and photographer since uh, yeah since since I end since I finished the university and um, before I was working in Milan I'm, I'm from Italy I'm, I'm from Milan so I was um, after I studied the best option uh, seemed to be um, working as a working as a filmmaker in an advertising agency so I started that I started as an intern and then I went on and on and on and um, and after I think I worked for like four years um, over there, and I was feeling I was feeling like I didn't like the the work environment, I didn't like the lifestyle, I didn't like anything about it. And so at the beginning, I thought it was you know um, I thought it was it was because I didn't like the job, but like um, changing my life and going to live in another country and uh, switching the lifestyle and made me realize that. I do love the job. I just didn't like the way it was done. And so three years ago, I took the decision to go live, to come to live to Bali. And, and since then I've been freelancing. So basically I'm doing the same job that I was doing before, but for myself and for brands that I know uh, then working in an agency. So that's my background. And how, how do you find your clients? How do I find, like, so normally... It really depends on, um, there, are, there, are, there are many ways in which I can find my clients. Uh, one is of course, word of mouth. So I work with a brand and um, this brand connects me with, a, with, a, with another brand and connects me with another brand. So this is word of mouth, this is the first. Um, the second one is uh, online, re online rich. So I text online. Uh, brands, especially through Instagram. Uh, I look for brands on Instagram, I text them in DM, and then we can sort of like start, start a conversation. Um, and another one is just friends. Um, so networking, I think, is the best uh, way to find clients, to be honest. Like being out there, doing things, going to events, talking to people, um, I think that is the most effective way of finding clients. But I'm, I, I must say that it's, it looks like, it seems like work attracts work. So um, the more you work, the more you get clients somehow. Mm. Um, of course, the online presence is very important um, because this is how a lot of brands find, um, find people and find content creators. So the online presence is a must. 
But I would say uh, I've found more clients just talking to people and being around, um, of course, in like events and like um, in the field than, uh, than an online reach, definitely. But I know, for example, like I'm not an influencer. Like I don't have a huge following on Instagram and I don't, I didn't make like my business, my, like my business structure is not based on Instagram and online. So that is why um, I don't get so many clients from it. Uh, I know, for example, a lot of other photographers that get clients mostly just by just from from Instagram. Uh, but it's it's a sort of a different type of it's a sort of a different type of um, uh, business model, let's say. I see, I see. So so the first time in the beginning you were working like in a normal advertising agency back home and stuff like that, and then. What made you change your mind? What happened? What what triggered you to change your mind? Uh, it was um, because I was unhappy. Like that, truth to be told, um, when I when I finished my master's degree in the UK, um, I was young. I didn't have enough money to stay and leave there, <clears throat> and it seemed to me that that the best option would be to go back to my country, go back to my city and just trying to find a job over there. And it was, it, it was pretty easy for me to find a job. Um, so that wasn't the problem. The problem was that, and you know, in Italy, the, situa- the work situation is different because you don't get paid so much and you work a lot. And um, you know, the, whole, the whole work ethic and, and work structure is totally different uh, from, you know, like it's, it's, very, it's, very Euro- it's very European. So it's very like, um, based on a you know career path very defined and you know um and i jumped on it but i wasn't at the beginning i was very happy about it and i was like yeah you know it's going it's going to be what i'm going to do for the rest of my life and i was and i was super excited and happy about it but um after a while i just was realized something was happening inside of me like i wasn't i wasn't happy basically and i didn't know where it was coming from I, I definitely didn't know where it was coming from. I thought it was coming from a totally different area of my life. Um, so I kept going and I kept, um, you know, I changed an agency and I just, and I got better at my job, you know, like um, I, you know, um, I went on and I was, um, you know, I Im- improved in my, um, in my, in my job position and I had a, uh, more responsibility and everything but um the more my the more you know responsibility i was getting um you know every time i was thinking that it would have been you know you know if i get this promotion i'm gonna be happier or if i get this new project i'm gonna be happier but then it wasn't happening um and i was I, I, i was just keep working and not being not happy and um, and then at one point I went to Portugal. I think that is like the tipping point. That 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 was a, that was a huge turning point because I went to Portugal um, by myself. You know, it was summer. All my friends wanted to go to Ibiza or like you know partying and everything. And I was like, look, I, I just want to go surfing. I never I never like, I never surfed in my life before that. And, um, but I was very drawn to surfing because I went to Portugal like some years before and I was, 
seeing these people surfing and um i was very i was very you know i was very drawn to it and um another thing like that that year uh that summer i decided that i just wanted to be to go alone on a trip and i wanted to start surfing so i went there and i met a photographer and this photographer was basically shooting surfers and you know i was looking at him and i was like man like this guy basically does the same job as me but he's like in the ocean every day and he's like living by the ocean and he's and he's just like meeting new people having a totally different lifestyle but with the same job as me um and so that got me thinking and i started and i started thinking like you know at the beginning when i was working for the agency i didn't think there were any other solution other than that if i wanted to keep doing the job that i was doing um, so I was thinking, if I want to be a photographer, I want to be a filmmaker, I need to be in Milan, I need to be in the city, I need to be like where everything is happening. And, uh, you know, and looking at this guy um, doing the same thing that I was doing, just like the subject just changed, made me open my mind and made me realize that, you know, there are other possibilities. And in addition to that, I started surfing and I was feeling more free and I was feeling like that that was the place where I wanted to be in nature. Um, that was definitely the place where I wanted to be. I, I felt it in my body. I felt it in my mind. And, uh, and I stayed and I ended up staying a little bit longer, like a couple of weeks longer. And um, yeah, just like talking to this person, um, you know, made me realize that um, he, he gave, he obviously, you know, I, I started asking him so many questions, you know, like, same as you asking me now, like, like, how do you find your clients? How much you make, you know, every month? Is it sustainable? Like, you know, like, how do you do that? And it was, it was, I mean, at the end we, we became friends and he was, and he, he was giving me a lot of advices. And, you know, the more I was talking to him, the more it seemed possible in my head. Um, so luckily I had some savings from all the time that I was working for all the years that I've been working. And I was still in Portugal when I called my, when I took the decision. Um, and uh, I just asked around, you know, where can I surf uh, in wintertime where the waves are good. And, you know, when it's summer in wintertime and everybody was pointing me to Bali and uh, nothing. I was, I was in Portugal still. And I called my boss and I was like, I quit. Like I'm not coming back. And uh, of course, obviously if, he thought I was nuts, but like um, at the end, you know, he obviously accepted. So I resigned meanwhile I was still in Portugal and I just, um, I went back to Italy, stayed for a month, booked a flight and then went to Bali. It was, it was really much like, it seemed it was on the rush, but you know, it was something that I processed throughout the whole, you know, four years that I've been working there. So at the end, it wasn't really rushed. It was just like, this trip to Portugal uh, was just like, you know, it An just made me realize I knew already. Yeah, it, it's very interesting how how we think that there that we are limited by the options till we see somebody doing something and and we look at it from different angle and then it starts to become a reality slowly, slowly, and then we just like look dig deep yeah. and look more into it and then all of a sudden it becomes a possibility and then you eventually manage to make it happen okay, yeah it so makes it 
you know, meeting somebody makes it more real, you know, like when you see somebody online and, uh, and this person has it all, it seems that this person has it all, you know, uh, sorted out, you know, he's got his own clients, he's working, it's, it's successful, but you don't know, like, you know, you can't relate to him because to this person, because you don't know what is, what it takes to go there and you don't know you know what the steps are to go there so when you meet somebody in person uh that is doing what you want to do then you get the chance to talk to this person and talking to this person and asking him you know specific questions um makes it way more real you know and then you have and then you start understanding that there's a strategy behind it it's not just out of luck or just out of like, yeah, just out of luck. And, uh, and then, you know, and then, it, yeah, it makes it more possible, I would say. Okay, so, so you went, you saw this guy, you got, your, you got your inspiration from him, you decided to quit your job and, and you just left. How did you find your first client? How did that happen? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I... I went to Bali and uh, at the beginning it was all good, you know, like I had my savings and I, uh, to be honest, like I didn't even look for it. Like I, I didn't look, I didn't even look for a client for some months, you know? And then I was like, and that's where everything started to go, to go down, to go south because, you know, you have a dream and like you talk to people and like you get so inspired, but then like, you need to face the reality that you need to start doing something, you know? And, and that might be very, you know, that might be very much like a punch in the face because, uh, because yeah, because like, because let's say like nobody tells you how difficult it is and like how, you know, how much of a strategy you need, you know? So I thought at the beginning that clients would come to me just like that you know like okay i'm gonna be a freelancer clients are coming but the, the the reality of it is like they don't you know unless you put some effort in it so at the beginning was really like i've got a couple of clients um and i found my first client my first client was was, was a friend um my first let's say three clients three clients were friends and that was good that was very good so I still didn't know, you know, um, how, you know, I still didn't have any strategy whatsoever. So I was just surfing and hanging out and talking to people. Um, I found this friend that had like um, a, a surf surf bag, uh, surfboard bag brand. And she was like, oh, I like it because I was, I was like shooting a lot. I was just like being around, going with my camera and shooting and posting online. And so this friend of mine saw it, we were living together. And so she saw me working on it. And she was like, hey, I love your pictures. Can we have a shoot, you know, and can we have a shoot? And so I had a shoot with her. And then another friend, it was, uh, he had like a, back, back in Italy, he had like a band, um, like a band and, uh, and, uh, and he asked me to shoot a, a music video for them in Bali. So that was another great opportunity. And then another friend asked me to do another shoot. So at the, at the, at the beginning, I had three clients in one year um, that asked me um, because they were friends and they liked my, my job. 
but then like three clients a year is not is definitely not sustainable because you need to leave off of your work so then then it then it's you know at that time it's when it started to be like okay now i need to do something you know like i need to you know i need to have a strategy and i had no idea how to do it so what i did is just like uh, buying a workshop um of my favorite photographer at that time uh that was called like you know how to become a freelancer and then i um and, and then I started to realize that, you know, if you want to do something, you just need to learn about it and study it and treat it, treat it as a job, you know? And then, and then it's when um, I started to get clients. And, then, and that's when I started to, um, you know, to make uh, this passion a real, a real job. And that's when, you know, things, things started for real. Um, but it took me, it took me like, I, I think at least a year, a year and a half of like hard work and like studying and trying to understand, um, the in, the in and the ins and outs of it. Um, yeah, it took me like almost two years to okay. be honest. So, so it seems to me that you, you started, you didn't actually you were not doing any, nothing when you first came you were already shooting and so you came and then you had your camera with you you were taking pictures of people here and there just for for the fun of it and then when you started networking you started getting like a feel that this is going to happen and then when you started like to say okay fine i'm gonna treat it as a job i'm gonna take a course i'm gonna understand more i'm gonna dig more into it this is when actually uh, things started uh, working out for you right um, yeah, it was, um, it was really, it was, it was slow to be honest. Um, at the beginning I started, at the beginning I started to shoot surfers because this is what I wanted to do, you know, like, cause I sort of like saw these guys shooting surfers and, and that was very interesting to me, in, in, interesting to me. And then and this is when, you know, I thought like, you know, surfing is becoming my passion. I'm surfing every day. I want to be in the ocean. I want to be in the water. Um, so why not shooting, you know, surfers? So every time there was a good swell, every time there was good surf, I would just like go in my camera, my water housing and just like shoot surfers, you know? And sometimes they would ask me to sell the pictures so I would make some money on the side of, you know, um, out of it. And, you know, really like my strategy was just like, you know, being online, being present, posting every day, trying to raise my, um, trying to like in, improve my audience and, uh, and somehow somebody's going to contact me. Um, you know, this is, um, and this was, you know, now after, after three years, I know that this is not really like a great strategy, you know? Um, it is a good strategy when it comes to like shooting a lot because this is what we need to do as content creators, but it wasn't a great strategy in terms of like efficiency. So, um, so what happened is that um, after a while, you know, I started to realize that I had to study and then I took this course, but like from the moment that I took this course to the moment in which like things started to really take off, it took a long, 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 long time. Like not a lot, not, yeah, like a long time, meaning one year. So, um, so basically what I, what I, what I'm saying is, um, what I would say is 
don't start, uh, don't, you know, don't value, don't measure your success in the super short-term results, you know, because that is going to make you feel, that is going to make you feel uh, frustrated and then it's going to make you feel that you're not going in the right directions. So for example, now after three years for me to say like, oh yeah, I watched the course online and then things started to heat up is misleading, you know, is misleading mm. to a person that is listening to it because, because it seems easy when it is easy, but it is not. It is easy in the sense of like, if you put the work, things are going to happen to you, but it's not easy because you need to put the work in. Mm. You know, I, I see what so, you mean. So what I mean by that is like, things are not just going to happen by themselves. You need to make them happen. So you need to put the effort and the determination and the time. And then exactly. with, the, with the sufficient amount of time and effort, then you are going to start slowly getting the fruits out of, uh, from, from your hard work, basically. Yeah, I would say it's like a compound interest, you know, like you put the, you know, you, you put the seeds and you put the work and then it seems that nothing is happening, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. And then like at one time, everything comes back together, all, all together, mm. you know, for example, for me, like this year has been, a, you know, this, this last year, these last six months, let's say, um, has been very good, but I, these last six months have been the result of like a year and a half of work in which nothing was happening, you know, in which I was, I was just like sending emails and sending and sending DMs and I was, I kept, I kept receiving no's and no's and no's and no's and then, you know, you start receiving one yes and then another yes and then see things, you know, work brings work and, and this is when things, things start to, you know. Snowball um, effect, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And would you say now that you are sustainable in what you're doing? Is it sustainable now, like three years down the, down the road? So it is just like, yes, I am, I am living out of my salary. Uh, so yes, it is sustainable. I can live a normal life. And, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a steady income. Uh, but what I would say is that you need to work your, you need to find a solution and a system to have steady income. And by that, I mean, um, there are many ways to make your income stable and steady. Um, for example, you can sell out prints. You can have uh, monthly, you know, uh, monthly arrangements with clients. You can have, um, you know, you can have you you can sell presets. You can have um, there are there are there are million of ways in which you can do it. Uh, you need to find yours that is suitable to what you're looking for. Um, but definitely, um, you have because. For content creators, it's very easy to have ups and downs. You know, um, this is this is one advice that I would give to somebody that is like struggling with it. Is in the content creator in the content creation industry, meaning like photography, uh, photography and filmmaking, which is the industry that I'm in. It's a very it's a very unstable industry. So there are ups and downs all the time. For example, you may find like. Uh, five clients in one month and give you and, and they give you a lot of money and then like you have three months we don't work you know so 
you need to figure, you know, you need to figure out a way to make, you know, these ups and downs not, uh, you know, to to don't make these up and down, you know, um, hit you too much. Uh, so, for example, savings is a great is a great tool to uh, to be stable because you may receive a lot of money, you know, at the same times, and then you may have a lot, you know, a lot a longer period of like zero zero income coming. Um, so savings can be like one of the one of you know a, a very good way of like um, you know making your income stable. And then another one is just like having, for example, what I found, uh, you know, my solution that I found to make my income stable is trying not to shoot for uh, you know, uh, a one-off, you know, trying always to, uh, find clients that need monthly content, you know, mm. and they may not seem, and that may not seem, they may not be the clients that you, uh, want, you know, in terms of like how cool they are or how, you know, how cool the content that they needed is, but like, you know, having those clients that pay me monthly uh, has allowed me to have, uh, you know, a peace of mind to then look for what I really want to do, want to do. Um, and that, and that I, I think is key for somebody that is a freelancer. Hmm. I see. Now, but I have another question. What about, I think that the, personally, I think that the mindset is something very, very important if you want to switch from the nine to five system to the to the freelancer yes. system because there is lots of uncertainties and lots of that. what how did you overcome that was it easy for you to change that mindset or was it like a struggle uh no i would i would not say it was easy because as i said so first of all i think you're right totally right uh mindset is key in this in this type of jobs and um mindset. i mean mindset is is, yeah, my, mindset is key for everything, but like there are some, you know, there are some situations in job that are way more unstable than others. And then when you need to get your mind, um, and it, it is, this is when you need to have like the right mindset. And uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was easy, um, but I would say it was, it was a blessing because uh, when I started, as I said, I, I had no idea. So I was just like shooting blind, you know, like I was just like uh, trying to do something that would make sense to me, but I definitely didn't have the right approach. So uh, what happened is that at one point I started realizing that if I didn't have the right mindset, I could never make it. And for me, not making it was not an option because I, I would never go back to the life that I had, you know? So, uh, so then I started to, you know, to talk to people and trying to understand, you know, how to really get into this type of mindset that I needed, which, which was actually, which actually, I didn't even know what mindset was, you know, but like uh, naturally, naturally in, you know, as things happen in life, I just bumped into a book called um, Think Like a Monk. And I don't know why I was just like drawn to this book, you know? And I just, uh, um, 
and I just bought it. And I was like, I, I don't even like, I, I think I just bumped into him like online or I was listening to a podcast. I don't even remember. I just like, it just happened in my life, you know, when I needed it. And, uh, and then I started reading this book and his book was talking about, you know, mindset and like, um, and, 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 you know, personal growth and mindfulness. And, you know, I've never heard of all this stuff. I've never heard about all this stuff. And like reading this book made me realize, oh my God, you know, there's a, there's a, there's, there's, there's a way, there's a, there's, there's a path, you know, there are people that know how to do it. And, you know, like this guy was taught was, you know, in, in the book, this guy was talking and, it, you know, he, you know, he was talking about the same problems that I was going through, you know, that, that I think everybody's going through and that changed, that definitely changed uh, my approach to my job. And that I think was a key factor for me to turn these, um, this the situation in you know from i want to be a freelancer to i am a freelancer mm. you know and so to answer your question yes uh mindset mindfulness uh helps a lot in these types of jobs because you have a lot of uncertainty you have and you need to manage everything by yourself you know and uh, some, sometimes it can be very daunting and sometimes it can be very, very scary and like, um, and, 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 and tiring, you know, and it, it can see, it can look like, it can look very overwhelming, but, um, but if you approach it with calm and focused, then everything starts to be clear and, it, and, it's, and it's definitely easier. So I would say, uh, what I did was starting to meditate and uh, starting to practice yoga every day. I was like, from now on, every day, I'm going to spend an hour uh, as soon as I wake up and I do half an hour, 40 minutes of yoga and the rest I do meditate. I'll, I'll, I'll meditate. So that helped me immensely to do um, to uh, to get where I am, yes. Is there any sort of application or website or something that you are using on your day to day uh, that helps you as a digital nomad, not necessarily as in your work, as but maybe as uh, in your life and your day to day thing, you know? Um, definitely Spotify and podcasts. Uh, I am I am addicted to them. <laughs> It's um, really on Spotify, you can find anything regarding, regarding um, you know, education and podcasts. So uh, I am listening to the podcast of Jay Shetty, which is the guy that, is, that has wrote uh, Think Like a Monk. Um, so I'm, and his podcast is called On Purpose, and it talks about all, uh, any area of personal growth and mental health. So I would suggest that I'm, I'm listening to it like almost every second day. Um, then regarding like, um, you know, training and yoga, I'm using Alo Moves, um, which I find, which I find amazing. It's got a lot of classes and um, he has a hub and he has a website. So highly recommend it. And for meditation, I'm, I'm, I'm using again, 
you know, a platform created by Jay Shetty. Um, and he has, it's called uh, Genius. And in the app, he has meditations, workshops, and, uh, um, and breath work. So this is what I mainly use um, for myself and for my personal growth. Um, in terms of like, in terms of like, uh, um, so it's a little app for work and stuff like that. I tried, but I'm, I found that I, I found out that I'm more of an analogic type of guy. So I prefer just, 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 just a notebook and, uh, and a whiteboard. So I write everything down. So I, I have it, you know, visual in front of me. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's mostly what I'm using. Okay. And tell me about the, the effect of the COVID on you. How was it? Was it positive? Was it negative? Um, COVID was very, was very, I would say it was very useful to me. Um, COVID was one of the reasons why I started this, um, journey on personal growth so when it started i was in australia and i just arrived because i wanted to expand my i wanted to travel i was very interested in australia it was a country that i've always been interested in and um and uh it was it was an year already that i was in bali and i, I, I just wanted to change so i went to australia a lot of expectations, a lot of, you know, I was very hyped about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go there and, you know, I'm going to find a job. And I, as a photographer, I'm going to find clients. And I had, you know, a whole strategy in my mind. And, uh, and then like after a week that I was there, COVID started and lockdown happened in like two weeks. So again, you know, like something that you can't plan, something that you can't control. And it hit me very hard. Like I went into almost a depression, I would say, because I was in a new country. I was in Margaret River, which is like, luckily I was in Margaret River. So COVID wasn't too strong over there. Like we didn't have any cases in Margaret River, but still there was a lockdown. And, um, uh, and luckily there was nature around. So I could go out and go for walks and, I still could go surfing. Um, so it, COVID started and, you know, suddenly I couldn't move. I couldn't go back to Bali. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't conduct a normal life. And I didn't have, you know, I was new to the country. So I just had a couple of friends that I met some days before, some people that, that I met some days before. And that's it. So I was forced to stay at home a, a, lot, a lot of time. And I was forced to go inward, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I was forced to think, which didn't happen for a year when I was in Bali because I was just like going around and making things and meeting new people and everything was so excited. And then I went to Australian boom, you know, I had this like, now you need to sit down and think, you know, and that's when it all, that's when it all started. And 
at the beginning, of course, I hated it like everybody, you know, and I thought nothing good could come out of it. But then, you know, like forced day by day, every day to uh, stay alone and like think, something started to happen. And, um, and, and, and definitely it's one of the reasons why I tried, you know, to, you know, like I tried to research and I, and I came and I bumped into this book and I started to attract in my life people that would help me in my personal growth. So COVID was, I mean, I don't want to say that COVID was good for me because COVID was, wasn't good for anybody, to be honest. But like, if we can take something out of it that was positive, is definitely the fact that forced me and a million of other people, uh, if not billion of other people, to go inward. And I think when you go in, you can just find good things. Yeah, I think that COVID by itself, yeah, it's, it's obviously a negative thing, but like some people do manage to make the most out of it. They use the situation to their own advantage because there is a lot of learning aspects to COVID. I mean, it, it did at the end of the day open up the, the, the acceptance of the society to people working online and working remotely. That's a positive thing that I see. It also made people uh, try to develop extra skills and come up with new things just to be like, just to cope with the situation. So you kind yeah. of harvest a new skill and you learn new things. And so that makes people evolve if you take it the right way. Obviously it does have all its uh, negative uh, sides, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, with COVID, I had to start learning the very skills that I then needed in my career, which is flexibility, um, which is huge if you want to be a digital nomad or a freelance. Um, you learn, you learn, you know, how, how to handle situations that you cannot control. Which is, a, which is definitely not a skill that you need. And, you know, um, it is all about turning negative into positive, right? Um, anything that is negative and that is happening to you in your life is happening for a reason. And the reason is, I believe, uh, you need to learn from this, right? So if you can learn out of, every negative situation, then this negative situation turns into positive and it turns into an opportunity. So um, this is what I tried to do. I was like, I have to stay home. I don't have any client right now because everything is like done. You know, everything is like closed and blocked. So I have to do something anyway with my life. So I started learning new things and I started shooting things by myself and I started like researching how to be a freelancer and how to you know create a strategy and how to you know grow your business and everything and like that helped me immensely when then things started to uh, open again mm. and and uh and so I would say that the the best thing that COVID gave me is um, 
the ability to turn a negative situation into a positive one. Okay. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Well, uh, Robbie, uh, thank you very much for your uh, time and insights and uh, and advices. It was very it's been very very helpful, and I took notes of uh, all the things that you talked about, like the podcast and the Spotify and the meditations and stuff. So I would, if you don't mind, if you can send me a link to that stuff and also the Instagram page so that people can follow you if they are interested to see yeah. your pictures and stuff like that. Uh, so send them to me at the, after we finish the show. But I would like to thank you again for taking the time and spending it with us and giving us a little bit of uh, your piece of uh, piece, pieces of your mind, basically. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. It was very, it was very helpful also for me to talk about those things. So thank you very thank much. You. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening. I hope that uh, you find this uh, episode uh, useful and you can take some advice, especially if you're looking into becoming a photographer, if you don't know what to start, how to start, or a videographer or filmmaker, and you don't know exactly how to start, where to start, I think there is lots of useful tips here uh, given um, by Robbie. So thank you guys uh, for listening, and I'll see you on the next, uh, on a new Tuesday. Uh, I am your host, Rahim Hamada, and you are listening to How to Become Digital Nomad and Digital Nomad Skills. Thank you very much and see you next time.